Great news, folks. Michael Zuber, One Rental at a Time. I just want to let you know that we have finally released our second book, 15 Conversations with Real Estate Millionaires. This book was written with you in mind. I wanted to capture 15 unique stories of different investors starting at different stages and doing different things. This book is just that. It's nearly 300 pages of motivation, of confirmation, and reminders that yes, you too can do this thing. Check it out on Amazon, and of course, have a great day. Good morning, everyone. How are you doing today? Michael Zuber, one rental at a time. This is, of course, your daily financial news. This is Thursday, December 16th. Yes, we are doing this at 7 a.m. Normally, we do these at 7.30. If you are an OG of the channel, you know that on Thursdays, we speak with Jonathan Twomley, who is a large multifamily and syndicator. In order to do that, we need to talk to him at 7.30. So I bring you the daily financial news at 7 a.m. on Thursdays. Six days a week, 7.30, Thursdays at 7 a.m. Bright and early for me, lots of exciting stuff going on, but first we must congratulate three people for doing the work. Yes, part of One Rental at a Time's mission, in fact, the big mission for the rest of my life is to help a million people close on their first or next rental property. I believe single family rentals, duplexes, tries, quads, right, stuff that you and I can get our hold of are the fastest and surest way to a better financial future. If you can help me spread the message of one rental at a time, I would appreciate it. In order to help a million people, I will continue to produce daily content, but I need your help. The only way we can get there is the network effect. I help you, you invite others, and this just grows and grows and grows. Take selfies when you get the book. Take pictures of the postcards. Do all of the things we can to get others just to say, what is this one rental at a time? I see it everywhere. I need to check it out. So if you can help me do that every day, uh, that would be greatly appreciated. But first, Jake, congratulations. Andre, congratulations. And Daniel, congratulations. Your cards will go out in the mail today. And when you get them, if you could take a selfie, that would be wonderful. So big day yesterday, big day of the week, right? The Fed meeting. Uh, if you're looking at the stock market kind of bounce after not sure what you would take from it, but what I took from it are cost of capital is going up. In fact, we will talk about some non-QM lenders reaching out to me yesterday afternoon saying rates are already going up. So we're going to talk about this. So for the Fed meeting, I believe the Fed meeting was slightly more hawkish, meaning more aggressive than maybe the market was thinking. So A, the taper is going to be over in two meetings right? Instead of three or four, pretty fast ending to the taper. Two, they went from having zero, and I told you this was coming, zero rate rises, rate raises, rises, anyway, increases next year to three, right? Three is the consensus uh, with options for a possible fourth. So again, three rate increases next year with two the following year and following year. Frankly, forecasts about 2023, I don't care about. 2022, important year, let's figure it out. So again, um, faster into the taper, nailed it. 
increases, nailed it. The one thing that did surprise me is there's actually a 50-50 chance that the first rate increase is March. If you've been watching my channel, I've been calling for May or June. Here's the deal. If it's in March, I believe it will be a quarter point. If it's in May or June, I believe, as I've said for a while now, it will be half a point. So by June, we will be up a half a point, either in two small quarters or we will go just one big jump a half. It is coming. On top of that, uh, Jerome Powell has given us indications of what their forecast is. Uh, this is going to be important to watch because, frankly, their forecasts have been beyond terrible. Be I mean, like, they make weathermen look good. So the big thing for me is they actually forecast inflation. Remember, their favorite metric is PCE. We talk about CPI, PPI, and PCE, personal consumption expenditures. That is the Fed's favorite measure. Last time the Fed reported it, it was 5.4%. They expect it to be down to 2.3 in a year. So the question is, what do you think? I certainly think that's, I think that's almost, mm, I was going to say nearly impossible. No, nah, that's, that's too strong. I think there's a better than 50-50 chance we're not down that low. We may, we certainly should peak in inflation next year, but I don't see inflation getting cut in half. And that is because the second thing that Jerome Powell talked about, he said the one thing that could ruin or distort or delay inflation dropping is wages. If you've been watching my channel for any length of time, you know that I believe we are in a wage cycle. This wage cycle is absolutely raising the bottom end of our um, economy, which is awesome, which is just awesome. Uh, however, as you, um, as you do that, inflation really takes over because as you raise that, uh, you, can, you can adjust margins a little bit, uh, but there will be impact on the bottom line. So uh, definitely a wage cycle was something that Jerome said if that happens, if wages are sticky and continue, that could be a problem. So Jerome, I think that's going to be a problem. And what does that mean? Well, that means probably faster rate increases. That means instead of three, they do four. You kind of see where we're going with this. So again, very, very interesting discussion. Again, I think the Fed uh, was more hawkish, right? Which means for you and I as real estate investors, cost of capital is going up. To that end, I got a couple of text messages and one phone call from non-QM lenders, right? I've been in the industry a long time. They were calling me yesterday and saying, Michael, you got it. You nailed it. A couple of them are already raising rates. Again, the non-QM space is not tied to the 10-year treasury. Uh, however, as they lend money out, they um, need to adjust. And they are already raising points a quarter, right? So again, I told you the cost of capital is going up. It, it's already started. This is... This is frankly even a little faster than I expected, but non-QM space, it's a different ball game. It's not about the 10-year treasury. So again, rates are going up. If you, uh, to steal a quote from Matt, the mortgage guy, if you like it, lock it. Uh, it's going to be a, the 40 years of falling rates is over. It's kind of where we are. So that's pretty interesting. On top of that, right before I hit play or record or go live or whatever it is, 
the Bank of England, right? I told you uh, on Sunday that there were 21 central banks meeting this week. Bank of England was one of them. They raised rates today. Raised rates today. So one could argue that the Fed is already behind, right? The Fed is already behind. And I believe that the Fed is behind. Uh, they have historically been very reactive and late. Uh, I think they are doing that again. Uh, but again, I think um, you know, we're going to see them increasingly be hawkish as we move forward. So again, uh, it's going to get interesting. So yeah, rates are already going up. Uh, I shared that. Uh, we are in that time of year now that the Fed meeting is behind us. The debt ceiling was averted. Uh, the build back better doesn't look like it's going to happen at least this year. Is it time for the Santa Claus rally? The Santa Claus rally is something that occurs typically in the last five trading days of the year. Uh, however, uh, with all the retail interest, uh, it wouldn't shock me if the retail investor, you know, the Reddit crowd wants to uh, celebrate and have maybe one more blow off top rally. Uh, just I'm going to get my popcorn ready and see what happens. On the uh, earnings front, uh, we have some very um, interesting things going on. Delta Airlines. Uh, Delta Airlines is uh, forecasting a $200 million profit this year, or this quarter, excuse me, Q4, which is awesome. The airlines have been struggling for quite some time. Um, yeah, the, uh, it's, it's good to see them coming back. And again, they are seeing demand and pricing power. Read inflation. Pricing power equals inflation, higher fuel costs, higher employee cost, inflation going up. Accenture. We talked about Accenture being one of those harbingers of what's going on in the global economy over the weekend. Uh, they beat top and bottom and raised, uh, so the consulting business is doing quite well. Lennar, right? We talked about Lennar coming out. Man, they had a pretty rocky quarter. They missed, missed top means they didn't sell enough. They missed bottom means they didn't earn enough. It was just an ugly quarter for Lennar, which you kind of expect. Higher costs on lumber, higher costs on labor, shortages everywhere, dead days. Again, I had never heard of dead days until this year. Dead days is basically where they are waiting for windows, for example, and they can't do anything else. Uh, and they can't sell as much because they are purposely delivering less. So it's a very Hard time to make money as a home builder. Uh, Visa announced a $12 billion stock buyback. I'm not a big fan of buybacks. It typically buy at the high, uh, and it shows that the executives have no other better use of capital. Just my opinion. Good old Nancy Pelosi. Gosh, annoying. Nancy Pelosi, shockingly, shocked. I know you're going to be shocked by this, but she opposes limiting or banning lawmakers from trading stocks. No kidding. Uh, one thing you would know that if you followed Nancy Pelosi's stock trading, you would be very, very rich. So it's no shocking that she would ban suggest not banning that. Again, uh, I said the other day that uh, I think it was AOC brought this up, and I'm like, I can't believe I'm going to say this, but with that particular item, I agree with AOC. If you're going to go be a politician, do it because it is service to the people. Not because you want to line your pockets with insider trading and information and then use your political or legal clout not to get in trouble. Crazy. And again, 
Nancy says, it's a free market economy. That's kind of funny, especially when you were the one bringing on eviction moratoriums and all these other things. It wasn't free market then, Nancy. Uh, anyways, frustrating. Uh, Thursday, so we got to talk about jobless claims. Jobless claims came in a little bit higher than last month. Last month it was 188. Uh, it was 206. Not not crazy high. 206 is still pre-pandemic level, so we're kind of bouncing around that. Uh, one thing that is interesting is inflation is now the number one concern of millionaires, right? CNBC did a survey of, I think it was uh, 250 millionaires, and inflation was their number one concern, which is kind of interesting because inflation, uh, really, from the millionaire perspective, it does hurt cost of borrowing, right? It costs more to borrow. We've talked about that. It hurts some asset prices, absolutely. Uh, and I thought it was interesting that inflation was the number one concern over government dysfunction, which was number two. Um, yeah, I, I know how to use inflation, so my number one concern is government dysfunction, but I understand what's going on. Uh, next up, next and last, looks like Art Cashin. If you don't know who Art Cashin is, he's kind of a legendary Wall Street guy. He's been putting out yearly predictions for the last decade or so. Uh, they're always an interesting read to me. Uh, one thing that is interesting is uh, I'm reading... Um, Ray Dalio's new book, and believe me, if you get his new book, it's like this big. It's going to scare you a little bit. I think I'm about a quarter way through it. It's kind of scary. Uh, but one of the things that Art brings up kind of ties in with what I hear Ray Dalio talking about is um, there could be war in 2022, and I'll tie this together for you. One of the things that Art says is you need to tell me how bad food and fuel um, issues are in China and Russia. If you don't know this, folks, I think I've shared this before, that in China, food, vegetables, I think I said like two weeks ago, are up 32% or something. It's, it's, it's difficult. Uh, fuel is, is in shorter, short supply. So the thing to watch for and why we bring up war in 2022, war, unfortunately, the reality is sometimes it is used as a distraction. It just is. We have a single leader over Russia. We have a single leader over China. And if they sense unrest in their citizens, they will, in my guess, unfortunately, try to shake a shiny object over here to distract from over here. Oh, we don't need food lines or fuel. We're, we're, we're going to get Ukraine or we're going to get Taiwan or whatever it is. That uh, is something we need to watch. If it gets really bad and the citizens in uh, Russia and or China kind of have a have an uprising, it wouldn't shock me if their leaders go over there, go get me that and distract everybody. It is very sad to say, uh, but you can see how the chessboard can go that way. The loss of life and all of that where that would come from that is horrific and um, not okay. But when you look out to the year and you, I try to tie Ray Dalio's thoughts with Art Cashin's talk of next year, it's kind of scary. It's kind of scary. Uh, so again, so again, to, to go back to Art Cashin specifically, he says rates will be up, but not as much as most people think. He says inflation will be uh, up, but by not as much as people think. And he actually expects a consumer boom. Uh, so um, not sure I agree with Art this year. He has been historically about a 50-50 hit, so coin tosses. But again, I read his stuff. Uh, I respect 
I respect that he has been doing this a long time and seen stuff that I haven't seen. So pretty cool stuff going on. Uh, again, remember, folks, one rental at a time. We are trying to help a million people. And in order to do that, I need your help. When you see a video you like, share it on social media. When you get my book, you get one of these postcards. Take selfies. Tag me on Instagram. Let's get more and more people excited asking what is one rental at a time. Remember, also on this channel, we interview eight multimillionaires every week because we are wanting to get you more and more feedback. This channel is not mine. It is ours. We do it together. So thank you very much for being a part of it. Hit the thumbs up, subscribe, comments. Let's get the YouTube algorithm working for positive channels, channels that want to do the work. And again, let's congratulate Daniel, Andre, and Jake. Congratulations, everybody. Take care.